0: How are we doing? Oh, my gosh, everybody. That was an incredible game. Great home game. Great, great to be back at Seattle for the team. Just, I mean, that's exactly what this team needed is the bottom line. After that rough road trip to kick things off, get back to Seattle, get a good practice in, just come out and stomp on the flyers like there's just no other way to put it it was just absolutely uh it was a fantastic start to finish performance for the kraken whether you're talking about kicking the game off three minutes in getting a shorty uh or you know getting maddie back on the board with a goal late in the game he picked up an assist earlier fantastic for him to be getting points again i, I got the maddie for Calder shirt back on because he had to, had to, had to, had to for him after this one. Grubauer looked great again. Total team performance, holding the Flyers to one shot on goal uh, to, to kickstart this game. Like all, all of it was incredible. Absolutely, all of it. I uh, want to thank everybody for for being here for Emerald City Hockey Post Game Live, presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall. Um, yeah, this was this was a legit. Win for them a nice return to form. This is the team that we're used to seeing facing a, a a not so great opponent. And yes, we they were the only win we were able to pick up on that road trip, but it was still like an iffy game, and there it was still a little sloppy for the Kraken, not that way today at all. Uh Kraken just really uh controlling it. And say it with me, everybody. We got power play goals, two of them. Two power play goals. I mean, that's how you knew we were going to win this game. Forgetting about the fact that like those power play goals came after you know we were already up by like a bunch, uh, and the Flyers looked helpless uh, <laughs> really all night long. But uh, I thought the power play, like like we've been talking about, they needed to get back to Seattle. They needed to be able to have time to work on it. Uh, and and they finally did, and we saw some some very different looks from the power play in this one. able to pick up those couple uh, goals. Absolutely fantastic. Gru just continuing it. I liked that Hackstall went with him again, just just riding that hot hand. He had another fantastic performance tonight. This team is just rolling. I'm excited to get into the comment section, see how everybody's feeling. Cause I gotta imagine everybody else is is feeling pretty pumped up like myself right now because of that incredible crack and win. Michael kicking us off with Maddie is back, y'all. Maddie is indeed back. He had been playing well. Uh whether it was on the broadcast and you hear John and JT talking about look, if you just keeps playing the right way he keeps doing the right things it'll come the points will come the scoring will come he's playing too well for it not to rj and i are talking about it on on these broadcasts on the on the deep dive just like it look at some point it's going to come he's getting looks he's getting chances the the luck can't stay this bad forever and tonight finally we see that breakthrough and look we've been seeing that with everybody else whether it's mccann yanni gore Jaden short it's like Whoever it's been, um, once, once they get that first one, Oliver Bjorkstrand, once they get that first one, then things start spiraling for them. They can get hot. The floodgates open again. And so really hoping that that's the case with Matty Beneers and he picks up those two points tonight, picks up that goal, uh, tonight and he can, um, Keep that moving, moving forward. I, I'm really looking forward to that, and we can get back to uh, really talking him up in the Calder race again. Got to show off the shirts. Let's go! All right, uh, hockey fork with the Groove. definitely deserving in this one. Yes, uh, this might this game might have pushed him below 900 for the save percentage for the season. He had finally crawled up there for his like Kraken goalie to really be there all year, or at least after any significant amount of time into the season um, just shows how great Philip Grubauer has been playing lately. And in this one, look, um one of those goals Yeah, it's it's tough it's there it's a a good goal the second one you know that's a weird bounce coming off the board he wasn't prepared for it he's kind of flopping around like "Eh, there was stuff going on there i don't entirely blame grubauer for that one but it was just another solid start and let's be honest when you're only facing one shot on goal the entire first period we've heard it now from all the goalies to have ever suited up for the kraken it's tough. Or, or if you go listen to other teams, goaltenders talk, it is so tough to get into the game, get a rhythm going, stay focused, all that stuff when you are not facing shots, because that's, you know, It's a weird situation in the sense that like a goalie wants to see shots, even though that means maybe his team isn't performing well. Like in this sense, seeing only allowing one shot on Philip Grubauer, that means that the Kraken are performing great. But it's also one of those things where it's like as an athlete, you want to be doing your thing. And when you're not doing your thing, it's it's then that much harder to get back to doing your thing. Uh, So it's like this weird situation with with goaltenders. But uh, Philip Grubauer, you know, he's just been so lights out really since he came back from injury. Uh, and it's just it's been so nice to see him get going here. I'm, I'm ready for him to get going more um, as we get uh, we get a little further into him, you know, really regaining that that um, that starting job. Yeehaw, baby, let's go from Coop. Sergeant Pickles got some studs and duds for us here. We'll start off with duds flyers avoiding shots like me at 2 a.m. Tell me about it. Uh Kata Hot had the bad Juju wearing Dave Grohl on his mask. Classic group playing well, but the stats won't show it. That is that is some classic Seattle Kraken Groove Hour right there. Studs, uh McCann, Shorty Snipes, Gordo Bombs from downtown, Maddie and Bjorky breakaway beauties. Yeah, when they talked about with Carter Hart back when he played in Everett playing against Bjorkstrand. Uh, and the damage Bjorkstrand was able to do back when Bjorkstrand was playing with the Winter Hawks you had to know then on that breakaway that Carter Hart was having some f- serious flashbacks to seeing uh Oliver Bjorkstrand again and that and maybe that played a little bit of a role in what Bjorkstrand was able to, to able to do but it was oh man it was it was so good um Coop, Maddie finally popping off. Wish Eberly had canned the couple of feeds Maddie gave him. I know that would have been cool, but uh, hey, it's all still good. It's still good to get Maddie back on the score sheet. Tammy Kraken seemed to have listened to the last ECH postgame. Yanni out there on the power play in front of the net doing good things. Yeah, I'm telling you, the power play, they were trying to get pucks to the slot. They were trying to move pucks around, get them into new spots. It was all fantastic. They just needed to be able to get back to Seattle, get back to, to KCI, be able to work together, get all on the same page. Really, really good. Michael, what a game by Yanni Gord. Incredible play all night long. Abs- absolutely, excuse me. Uh, just a fantastic game from, from Yanni Gord tonight. Uh, picking up a couple goals. He, he really need that needed that. And then just the that second one, as I see uh, Coop talking about next with that power play goal, like, that thing was awesome. You could just tell he was putting everything into that. He was feeling it. He was unleashing a lot of frustrations that I think a lot of the Kraken players had after that road trip uh, out on that goal. And you could just see it was awesome. Uh, Greg, been a while guys. And I missed you. I missed you too, Greg. Question. It's obvious teams are taking runs at Maddie, but for the most part, his teammates are defending him. Do you think they are doing enough though? Yeah, I do think that they're doing enough. I think it's natural for everybody to take runs at the rookie. That's pretty standard. It's also natural for teams to take a run at the opposing team's best player. Which it could be argued that it's Maddie. Although you know, maybe maybe it's not quite Maddie. Uh, maybe that'll come in the future. But Maddie is certainly up there for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, I I think the team is doing a good a good job of standing up for him. They're letting they're just sending the message of look if you're going to take a run on him, you know. It's, it's one of those things. It's like near impossible to stop it from happening, but you can send the message of, look, if you're going to, you're going to have to answer for it. And then you hope that that's enough to persuade guys to not do it. Um, that's kind of how the NHL just works these days. Um, I think they're doing enough. Look, I remember like Sidney Crosby back during his rookie season and the stuff that the Flyers were doing to him. I mean, they were just knocking out. They were just, you know, cross-checking him right to the teeth, knocking out all his teeth, all that kind of stuff. The game has evolved away from so much of that over the last, you know, 30 years or so, really, like like in the post-Gretzky days through to now. It's just steadily kind of gotten away from at least being dirty or... Um. Yeah, o- overtly harmful, like like where the intention is clearly just to hurt somebody rather than just kind of knock them around a little bit. Uh, so I-, I think the Kraken are doing enough. You want to send that message that, look, if you're going to do anything to our-, our guy, our rookie, you're going to have to pay the price for it. And the Kraken are sending that message. Is it always going to be enough to to keep the other team from doing something? No, it's not. That's just the realities of sport and that's the realities of being a really good young player in professional sports. Is that everybody's going to try to take that shot on you. Um, so it's it's just one of those things it's kind of inevitable. you can't you can't stop it from happening. You can just try to do your best after the fact and I think the Kraken are doing that. but good question, Greg uh daniel gord's uh gord's lightning roots are showing up at the right time i know I, I imagine gord if we get to the you know when we get to the playoffs uh he's going to totally turn it on it's going to be really really awesome i uh, really wanted one more save for grew to get him to 900 i know coop i know uh let's see flyers bad or cracking good yes sergeant <laughs> from sergeant pickles i would i would do that for sure absurdly same at the dancing emojis yes that's right it's a it's a emerald city hockey dance party that is right we'll have to dance with uh rj when he comes in and as ben's pointing out between macklemore and the score what a great game at home definitely got to dance uh like everybody was dancing when macklemore performing That looked that looked like a lot of fun i can't wait to hear rj later on (laughs) telling us about that experience um let's see got a got a super chat down here from gary how's it going gary can confirm kraken gave a Mm. meter is indeed full obviously referencing that epic quote from dave hax this morning after morning skates oh man that that was fantastic wasn't it everybody like it was so cool to see him like just give that uh, that level of personality and just be that kind of Frank about the team and talking about the guys. Like it fired me up so much. You had to know that was going in and you know, he loves beating the flyers coach, Dave Hackstall. Uh, thank you very much for the super chat there, Gary. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> uh, let's see here as a go back up. Uh, yeah. Dexter kind of similar stuff there. Definitely shoe shine. Great one tonight. Maddie Bursting off that shine. Yes, for sure. Oh, it's so good. Um, I, I legit hate Konechny. He's such a troll. I know, but he's a good player, unfortunately. That's what makes all the trolls like the Brad Marchands of the world so frustrating is that they can get under your skin and they'll just, like, score on you. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> uh, Ale, good game for the boys. Like seeing Yanni and Maddie, uh, and their offensive slumps. Definitely, definitely, definitely uh ty capitalizing all the l's in philly and philadelphia and flyers i see what you're doing there ty <laughs> so many l's for them lately be right back uh, i need to let my buddy have it you go for it ty let him have it for all of us that, that was that, if ever there was a night this is the night <laughs> uh edward i like with the and give grubauer goal support i do too he deserves it uh it's really really nice uh, it's really really nice when that when that happens uh burnt creme to be fair philly looked over towards i would be (laughs) i can't imagine that was an enjoyable locker room for them to walk into at any of the intermissions or after this game um we're gonna have to ask uh rj if when walking past kind of the visiting area to get to the kraken locker room if they could hear anything coming out of that visitors because uh i I can see it. It's either one of those where like he's just quiet and you know things are really really bad or he's loud and letting you have it, you know what I mean? Uh Gary Oliver is so freaking good. So many great moments, always in the right spot, making amazing plays. Bjorkstrand has just been one of those guys. He's been kind of snake-bitten all season long. Gets up to the, you know, gets his 11th of the season here, but he's really been the only crack and volume shooter. He's been taking shots, he's been trying to create offense. He loves to do that from the slot. Play that east-west game that's very unique. Um, especially on this Kraken team just really not a lot of guys who like to do that and so he creates some very different looks and you can tell that it throws defenses at times so whenever we get to see him score and kind of you know work on that aspect of things that just hasn't been there for him this season unfortunately i'm i'm always just so thrilled and happy for him and because he he puts in so much work i'm really really glad uh when he gets rewarded for it Lindsay, are the Kraken finally back to form after the all-star break? Come on, Lindsay. What kind of question is that? Yes, did you not see that game tonight? Uh, I would say so. I, I gotta think we would we would all kind of be agree uh, agree on that one. Shushine pointing out Maddie had four takeaways tonight, too. That is right. I'm looking at it right now. Four takeaways for Maddie. That is. I don't I don't know the last time I have seen a four in the takeaway column. That is a lot of takeaways. Uh, but I'm telling you, Maddie's just been feeling it lately. He's feeling it everywhere but the face-off dot 18 percent tonight. Yeah, it's not that's not very good, but he was feeling it everywhere else tonight. It's it's just good to have him back, so to speak. You know what I mean? Ayers, great win tonight, especially liked how after Beniers got knocked down in the third period, he immediately got back up and retaliated with a score. Let's go, Kraken. If that isn't leadership material, I am telling you, put the C on his chest. We're going to see it. I know everybody wants Yanni Gordon, all of that, but I'm telling you, those are the kinds of plays that stick with the rest of the guys on your team and come next training camp when that stuff gets floated around again. that's, That's the stuff that plays. It really, really does. Uh, and it's the stuff that as he gets older and the Kraken start bringing in other people, Shane Wright, Jagger Furcus, Yanni Newman, all that kind of stuff, right? That's the kind of play that really inspires them and, and gets them to elevate their game. And I'm working on my, um, Adam uh, Fantilli scouting report right now, and I talk about the idea of this trickle-down effect of playing with energy on forechecks and backchecks. And what it does is, as a young player, and this is very much the case with Matty Beneers late last season when he first joined the team, and the case this season is when you play with energy on the forecheck and you put your body on the line and you're conditioning and you're really pushing your body – It has this trickle down effect of it causes your coach to want to play you more because they want to reward that effort and they love to see that and it helps out the team. And then as a young player, by by getting that additional playing time from your coach, you're able to just have more time out there, get used to the speed of the NHL, get used to your line mates, get used to the game at the professional level. Which then in turn makes you a better player, faster. It allows you to develop more and to develop more quickly. And so it's it just by just by having that mindset, guys like Matty Beniers having that mindset, he's able to put himself on this trajectory uh, to be that much more successful than maybe some of his other peers. And so to have somebody like that. Um, this early in a franchise's history, who can be that kind of um, lead by example guy? I think is going to be really, really uh, special and important for the Kraken moving forward. As we see the rest of their prospects start slowly trickling in to this active NHL roster, uh, because it's it's just one of those things. But that you know, it doesn't matter how skilled you are, as long as you put in that kind of effort, you 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 get that extra playing time, and then you start getting better. Saw it with uh, John Hayden tonight played a lot of ice time for John Hayden 1331 had some good scoring looks but it's because he's been putting in that effort it's been getting him the the ice time and and the spot on the active roster over Daniel Sprong right Sprong's been scratched Hayden's been in Hayden's been making the most of that ice time he's getting more of it he's getting more scoring chances from it right it's this trickle down effect but you got to be there to put in that effort at the beginning and uh this Kraken team is a great example of that that I would show to anybody anywhere um in the world really about what that can do for you um so sorry I, I know i went off on a tangent we could get back to how awesome the kraken were tonight but i i just wanted to get that one out there because it's it's already been something that's been on my mind and that comment really brought it up so thank you Ayers. uh let's see uh really interesting to hear torts comments after this one i know right sean like who's gonna who's what do you even ask him if you're a media member i I don't even know. Um, Stratix, so this was being discussed on the Flyers' Reddit. Who would win in a fight, Hack or Torts? I, Torts is maybe sneaky old. I don't know. Uh, Torts has definitely got the fire. I mean, Torts tried to take on the entire Calgary Flames locker room not that long ago, <laughs> four or five years ago. He he just went storm again. He was going to take on that entire team all by himself. Uh, so there's a fire to that. But you know what? Hacksaw's got that quiet confidence of somebody who could probably handle himself you know what i mean like it's one of those things like the legit guys who, who know they've got it they're not flashy about it they're not the loud vocal ones they know what they're they know what they're about and they're they're confident and they've got that so uh, i think i would actually go with hackstall on this one stratic I, I really think i would um uh, Ben got to keep Yanni on the power play. Absolutely. Light third regular season series sweep for the season. That's, that's pretty good. I like seeing that stuff. Um, Lindsay, it's a shame San Jose couldn't hold their lead and beat Vegas for us, but I'm feeling much better about this team after that game for sure. It's one of those, like, this is why we were glad to have those games in hand. We unfortunately kind of burned them, uh, in, in a not great way, but it, it just means, you know, it, that that we were able to survive a stretch like that without really being out of it and uh that's that's really really great um let's see uh maddie's maddie gets knocked down gets back up again uh i like that uh, definitely <laughs> sorry i didn't do it to the melody uh <laughs> uh just glad flames keep losing do not want to see them in the playoffs i agree daniel um let's see Madero's practicing self-care and going to bed but i've been thriving these past german gentleman games i can imagine madero's i hope you're enjoying all of this you deserve it just as much as he does uh all these starts from him and he's just been playing fantastic uh but have a good night have a good night to Pablo in here with the, with one um Let's see. McCann's out of sight shooting percentage doesn't seem to be regressing to annual. Yes, I know. I was just talking about that, but here he was again tonight. How many shots did he have tonight? He had three shots. One went in. All right. So around 33%. That's still above. It's going up after this game. Love to see it. Uh, but look, the bottom line is if he's going to have the opportunities to just take a shot and and snipe it the way he was able to for that first goal against Carter Hart he's going to score like he's a, he's a shooter. He's got one of the top shots, definitely a top 10 shot in all of the NHL. I'd have to you know think about whether or not it's top five, but it is definitely top 10. Um, he is, I mean, it's just he's so good. And so, um, anytime the Kraken can kind of scheme things to try to get him more looks like what he was able to get shorthanded tonight, I think that would be that would be in the best, uh, interest of all parties involved, except for the other team and especially the other team's goaltender. They might not like that, but uh, I don't care. All right, let's see. Uh, Philly's second goal, unlucky for Gru's goals against average, but oh well, who cares? Maddie is back on the score sheet. I agree, Nathan. it's it's a little rough, um, but it's 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 all good considering what how the rest of this game went for sure. Stratic reminding everybody like the stream. Thank you. Uh, if the Kraken could get a first round pick for Susie at this point in the season, do you capitalize on it? Well, that's a really interesting one. I mean, it depends on if you're still kind of valuing the future over the now. Uh, if you're if that's the case, then absolutely you take that. Anytime you can get a first round pick coming back in, that is valuable currency. You absolutely take that. Uh, I also feel like, you know, you just got Jacob Megna. Feel like he can fit in. Kale Flurries looks pretty good this year. You could probably survive the Susie thing. However, if you're feeling like, hey, this is a special group we have and, and we might be able to do something this year, then I think you hold on to Susie. And instead of maybe, you know, RJ's talked about this, maybe he becomes your rental. Instead of trading for somebody, you just kind of hold on to the asset you already have, lose him in the offseason for nothing, but you keep him around to try to make your push this year. Uh, so it's it's really one of those. It's it's like a personal preference kind of thing, uh, whether or not you're, you're looking towards the future or you want to stay with the now. But um, me personally, because you were asking me, i'd probably make the trade i would value that first round pick over it i I still think you know as great as this team is this year are they really winning the stanley cup like a lot of things would have to fall in the right direction maybe i'll take the first round pick and then heck maybe if, if i can turn that first rounder into somebody before the deadline i would also try that like why not somebody who can help now and in the future um Let's see, Lindsay. Is it officially time to put Bjorky in the shootout lineup? That release, though, I say yes. Let's do it. What what can what what do we have to lose, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, Beneers for Calder, definitely Cedric. Uh, some more talk about uh, him there. Coop, Maddie, back up to an eight point lead on McTavish in the rookie race. I know, Coop. I was getting worried there for a little while because McTavish was starting to heat up. He was starting to feel it. And to be honest, if things were going to end close between Maddie and McTavish, it would be hard not to kind of go like, well, one of these guys was on a team that was, you know, borderline top of their division and the other is going to be in the Bedard sweepstakes. So you could see maybe some voters wanting to swing things uh, for McTavish in that standpoint, just because if the production was equal, I would argue that the Kraken are kind of only in the position they're in because in part because of Maddie. So I would argue that it should swing it the other way, but uh, you know, with, with voters, you never know how things go. So I just think anytime Maddie can have that point lead, it's just, it's that much better for him uh, in that Calder race. Um, <laughs> Devin tried to get us to, to beat all these different teams. We're going to try. I, I would love all those wins too. Uh, for sure. Devin. Bryce love to see the route after all these close games much better for my anxiety. It helps to breathe easy. Definitely. Definitely. This is definitely helping all of us. I think. Um, Daniel, everyone needs to be going to the game in Vancouver on April 4th. You can get ice level tickets for 70 bucks uh, and in the door for 30. It's during a lot of school district spring breaks. Those, Those are cheap tickets. Like people in Vancouver must not be happy with their team this year, which. I guess, isn't that surprising, but, uh, yeah, that is, that is an interesting one. And I do, I got to think you're going to see a decent amount of uh, Kraken fans going up there for that one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cody, this one makes me more upset about squandering their games at hand after the break. I know, but it's you know, if you had to do that to kind of kick everybody in gear, get everybody fired up again, get all those uh nasty pointless and 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 goalless streaks out of the way, then that's the price we gotta pay. And uh I, I'm still feeling okay with this team. Uh and how could you not after the way they played tonight? Coach Stewart, great to see Gru come out as the clear number one. Definitely, definitely, Sergio. Detroit is next. Uh, yes, that's going to be a tough game. Detroit's been been pretty good here as of late. I know on my my fantasy team is somehow a bunch of Red Wings. I don't know how that happened, but we got RJ coming in here. We get to let me add him. Let's go. How's it going, RJ? Uh, I got to think pretty good after that game tonight.
1: Yes, going great. Uh, Just, first of all, awesome to be back here. You know, win win or loss, anything. Just great to be back in this building uh, for another home game after so much time off. Uh, And then to have this game to come back to, uh, it was excellent. As you can see, all the crack and win lights uh, going on in front of me. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it was just a a dominant game start to finish. I'm sure you've covered, you know, kind of a lot of the details and everything and how it went. But um, the energy just felt great in the building, too. It just you had that feeling from the start. The Kraken are going to win this one. They came to play, um, and it was just so great to see that effort from them tonight. Yes.
0: uh, So I think the first question, like there's been lots of things that I've said, oh, oh, let's wait and we'll ask RJ. But the first one we got to know is, RJ, could you hear John Tortorella from the visitors' locker room, uh, maybe as you were, like, walking through some hallways or anything?
1: Let me tell you, I was so tempted – To just go to the Tortorella press or like I I, to just skip the Kraken ones entirely and go watch the Tortorella one. I ended up going and, and, you know, listening to the Kraken ones, asking questions there like I was supposed to. I was good, but I was tempted and no, I, I couldn't hear it from the Kraken locker room. But let me tell you, as I was walking back after the Kraken media availability. I could hear of he was he was kind of stepping aside he was talking to a few people um I think it was part of the media contingent I'm not sure exactly who, but there were definitely some things I could hear uh, and and the tone is as what you would expect
0: interesting because i was I was speculating whether or not this would be like one of those where he really lays into people or it's one of those, like he's just quiet and it's that much worse, you know, <laughs> I think
1: probably the former, um, I just, I'll just say from that, I'm going to be professional. I'm not going to say anything that he said, but, uh, yeah, I, you could tell from the tone.
0: Yeah, I, I am sure. Uh, with the rest of the game, I mean, yes, like you said, the energy just seemed to be there from the very beginning for this team. I mean, you get a shorthanded goal three minutes into the game like that. Like you can't ask for a better start than something like that. um, It's just everything about it was was just there for them today. And I really feel like them getting home, being able to skate at KCI, get all that stuff normalized for them. I mean, this just looked like a whole new team, especially on the power play.
1: Yeah, the team looked refreshed. And I think that's exactly what you get from being at home for a day uh, and and getting a solid, proper morning skate in after not having skated the previous day. Uh, I think that did wonders for them, just kind of getting them back on track. Uh, And yeah, that shorthanded goal really sets the tone. You know, it could be a very different game if you allow one, you know, on that early power play. I mean, the the Kraken allowed a power play goal uh, early in in that Flyers game a couple games ago. And, I mean, the Kraken ended up winning that one. But still, you know, it can go the other way. Uh, and, and that shot from McCann, I mean, that's just what he does. Yanni Gord uh, was asked after the game, you know, were you trying to get him to pass on that? Do you think he was going to pass it? And he's just, he's a shooter. Kansas, Kanner's a shooter. Yep. <laughs> Didn't even let the, the question finish. Just, he knew he was taking the shot.
0: Yeah, if you give someone like Jared McCann that shooting lane, He's taking it and he's finished like, like, just like he did. Absolutely. Got a soup, a couple super chats here. One from Kraken Spectacore. Good to see Gru get the coach respect that he deserves. Yes. Groove getting that start tonight. I mean, he has earned them. Definitely. uh, I love seeing that tonight.
1: Yeah, definitely. Banner night for, for Philip Grubauer, just getting the goal support, finally getting six goals of goal support. That is the most the Kraken have ever given him in a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was great to see. I, I asked Jared McCann to, you know, what does that mean uh, to to get the most goal support you've ever gotten for this guy where, you know, it's been an issue in the past. Um, you know, and he talked about how important he, it was with Grubauer having some really good games where maybe they didn't get a whole ton of goal support. Uh, but to get this one for him uh, was absolutely huge.
0: Definitely, and then and the McCann other...
1: bringing back the goalie kisses too. You saw yes. the video after the yes. game,
0: yes. Uh, always good to see that. Uh, the other super chat here from Becca, thank you very much. Uh, culture is inevitable, good culture is intentional. Haxall treats his team with respect. I think that makes the difference
1: some nights. Yes, absolutely. He does. And I mean, I think it said a lot too. And um, he was asked after this game, you know, were there any individual performances that that really stood out to you or that you wanted to praise? And he said, look, I'm not going to single out anybody after a a total team win. This was a performance from everybody. uh, And that's just not what we're about. So no, am I going to single someone out? No, we all played really well.
0: Yep. And I agree with uh, Greg and Daryl in here talking about what a great comment that was. I agree, Becca. That was good stuff. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, talk about people feeling good tonight. Jules in here feeling good. Good vibes today. Made a steak dinner for the family. Got to be on my math test and got to watch a Kraken win. Let's go. Nice. <laughs> good all, all around. All about. Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, I want to talk about the power play, RJ, because we saw something that we haven't really seen yet this season. That being a, a a pretty nice effort to try to get the puck into the slot, and part of this was the Flyers just looked like they didn't know how to, you know, penalty kill at all tonight. But uh, we saw, you know, a couple power play goals. I can't remember the last time we could say that uh, things just looked really solid for them. They got zone entries. They got pucks moving around the new places on the power play. And you know what? They were rewarded for it.
1: Yes, uh, absolutely. And, and to uh, you're talking about, you can't remember when the last time that was, I looked it up because I was curious. The last time the Kraken had multiple power play goals in a game was that six to one win over Vancouver. Uh, I believe right before new year's and, and, that's, that and tonight are the only times they've done that in the last two and a half months. Wow. That yeah. Is brutal. That was, that but but really anyway, brutal. the power play looked a lot better, and, and one of the reasons uh, was highlighted by Yanni Gord. He was talking after the game about that net front presence and getting pucks to the net. He said whether it's tips, rebounds, however you want to create that offense, um, you know, getting pucks into those dangerous areas and having guys at the net is really important. Uh, And I think that is the fix to a lot of power play woes for teams. You know, just getting a guy in net front. And it's Mm -hmm. funny, because I saw that this morning, really, watching Morning Skate, watching the two power play units. There was the unit that Yanni wasn't on. I think he had Wenberg net front again. And it was kind of meh. And then you had the, the unit with Yanni playing net front. And I just loved what I saw getting in the goalie's face, taking the eyes away, even jamming home at a couple rebounds against his own goalies at morning skate. You could tell he was kind of feeling in that mindset. And then to score two goals at the net front in this game, I just wasn't surprised in the slightest. No, that's
0: that's what you expect. And I'm, I'm happy to see him there. It's it, it, he just looks the most natural there of really anybody on the Seattle Kraken squad. And so when they need somebody to do that, I, he's just the natural kind of fit in my mind to be the guy to do that. And we saw it tonight. Daryl, nice win passing much better tonight. I know we saw we saw some some tape-to-tape passes, RJ. I don't remember anybody kind of having to kick it up out of their feet at all.
1: No, they were feeling it. And it really contrasted, too, with the Flyers, just seemingly inability to find anybody tape-to-tape. Uh, it was noticeable uh, which team was had their passing dialed in.
0: Definitely. I know Edzo was talking about this on the broadcast a little bit. Sergio Kraken need 100 points to be in the playoffs for sure. So 32 points left or 16 wins. Boys can do it. They definitely can. I mean, they are they are just, you know, it was a rough road trip. We all know that. But there was they were getting better. There was there was good signs coming through those last couple games. And then to
1: culminate in this. I mean, this team is it, it's special. R.J yeah and the numbers are very much in the kraken's favor too even the you know the the worst looking projection models have them at like 85 percent chance to make the playoffs um you know you, you keep banking points you're going to be playing playoff hockey and Lindsay pointing out the kraken's next w will be
0: magic number 32
1: yep <laughs> and actually the funny thing um I was talking this morning with with Everett Fitzhugh and a couple of the other guys, and he pointed out too the last time that Seattle has had like a a proper spring playoff race was when the Sonics were here back in 2005. Like, it's been a long time. Let's enjoy this, too. Yes, definitely, definitely.
0: Uh, One of the things that we talked about earlier, RJ, uh, just to go back to uh, the the coaches for a second here, was uh, somebody had brought up the question of who would win in a fight, John Tortorella or Dave Haxtall. I went with Dave Haxtall. I think he's got that quiet confidence of a man who knows how to finish something.
1: I think so, too. But I, I would still go with Tortorella just because, I think Hackstall is going to try and fight fair and that'll be his undoing.
0: <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good point. I said, look, anybody who's got the passion and the belief that they could go challenge the entire Calgary flames locker room by themselves. <laughs> I mean, that's somebody to be a little afraid of just the absolute, like <laughs> unhinged level maybe of it, but yes,
1: certainly uh, after this game, I'd, I'd give towards the edge.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. A couple more, uh, Couple more uh super chats here. First one from Braun. Oh, fine. I admit defeat. I'm officially in on Hackstall. We did it! Let's this go! We did it. <laughs> uh, everybody talking about that. That's a lot of fun. Tammy with the celebratory treats for Afra. We can definitely do that. Let me get her up here in just a Make second. Make it and so. Leanne with the big $26 super chat. Wow. Very much Leanne. For Jared's goal and the energetic power play, so much fun to watch. That's just the bottom line takeaway of this game, RJ, is that it was just fun hockey. And how awesome for the fans at CPA to be able to see this. Because, yes, it's been a while since we've talked about the whole, like, oh, the Kraken are only good on the road. Um, But for the Kraken fans there to, to be rewarded after a very long break between being able to see this team last. Uh, that's got to be so awesome for everybody.
1: Yes. Well-deserved for everybody in the building. Uh, and there there were a couple times where I was actually just trying to like get video of just how loud, how into it the crowd was. And it was actually one time I was interrupted by a goal. So then it kind of threw things off, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah. And also the sing-along uh, friends in low places. That was really cool. The fans getting into it. That might be the loudest sing-along that I've heard so far. Everyone was feeling it tonight.
0: You could hear that on the broadcast. And yes, I- that's cool. And speaking of like everybody feeling it tonight, like talk about the Macklemore thing, because I, I think that that plays a role in all of this, too. I mean, that's getting people pumped up and energized really from you know the beginning all the way through the end, too.
1: Yeah, and I, I know I got some mixed responses on the Macklemore video. I know he could be a bit polarizing, um, but I, I think it was pretty cool. He was up there getting fired up, recording his music video. I was a little worried for him, though, because he looked like he was trying to fully stand up on the Zamboni, like on the top of it. He kept going one step higher. And I'm like, be careful, man. (laughs) Like, you don't want to fall off this thing Uh, while it was moving. Like, I I don't know that I would dare do that. Finally, when it came to like standing just on the very top of it, I think he took put one foot up there, realized it wasn't as stable as he maybe thought it was going to be. Just gave a few fist pumps, and then moved back down to the last step. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of stuff going on in there that I don't think everybody knows about. Um, I, but look, bottom line is you're not gonna stop a man who's recording a music video while wearing khakis. Okay, like that's just <laughs> bottom line. He can do what he wants. Once you reach that point, you're you just he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> All right, let's let's start feeding Afra her good treats. And I broke out the the good like left like the good frosted. Uh, uh, christmas treats here for for oh, nice. after, after that crack and win. i mean we all deserve a little treat uh daniel talking about red wings have won five straight so it'll be a good game yeah rj i have a question for you on a saturday night game why is it starting at 7 30
1: i think it's some is it some kind of national tv thing i think it's nationally oh, okay. broadcast. that makes sense that makes sense. that that must be what it is i remember they changed the game time earlier in the season um and i think it's because of national broadcast reasons yeah I don't like yeah, it. You know, sense. it means we're, we're all out later, but that's just what it is. But it's going to be a super exciting game. I think it's going to be a great matchup. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, You know, it'd be good to get a team that's maybe a little bit better than the Flyers. It's kind of a measuring stick for the Kraken. Yeah. Um, Lindsay,
0: I wore my McCann jersey tonight because I had a feeling it was <laughs> canner time, and he did not disappoint. No, he did not. Uh, Braun, Dylan, I know you've done this before, but if you had to compare Matty B to a player from the past decade or so, who would it be? Be. all right so the player comp that i actually have in my scouting report from two years ago from his draft eligible year was actually Sidney crosby just because of the energy he played with and his responsibility defensively the way he plays low down low uses his lower body strength like stylistically it's Sidney crosby again is he sydney crosby levels of good no but it's <laughs> he, he plays with kind of the same style and I don't know things maybe have changed a little bit I still don't see Bergeron I know that's probably what he would want me to say I still don't (laughs) know about that but uh he's just a special player all the way around and in some ways he's just kind of becoming his own person and his own kind of player like I I could see one day maybe comparing other people to Matty
1: Beneers yeah I I love that I mean I I do think he's kind of I mean, you can see like fused elements of other players, but yeah, he's got his own style to him. Um, You know, you you try and do a comp and you're like, oh, well, he's like this guy, but with this, you know, or he's like this guy, but with this other thing. So um, yeah, he's becoming his own player.
0: Yep uh also what's fergus's timeline is he someone i should look forward to seeing next year in a major way or in a fourth or as a fourth liner or not at all probably not at all just because of the size issue unfortunately with the kraken but
1: if you're a firebirds yeah. fan you can look forward to seeing him
0: i uh, know he doesn't have one oh more he's, year he's got one training. more year never mind then yeah. yeah so uh not not quite he'll still probably go, be playing in the WA. yeah you're right you're right but but things are things are good there um a lot of the prospects. I don't know that anybody's going to be ready next year for the jump outside of Shane Wright, uh, but everybody should be good. And when you talk about the Firebirds, like a Yanni Newman should be, you know, you could see yeah. making the jump. Friker Evans North is America. the other one that I would think Friker we'll Evans, get a shot. Big one. Yeah. Uh, absurdly saying, given our home win record and the fact that we beat the Flyers just a few days ago, I was nervous about tonight. I guess it was for nothing. Uh, I, I mean, look, after the last, like, week and a half with this team, I could see being a little nervous about just about anything. Uh so I don't think that you were like totally in the wrong for that, but it's nice to have kind of this definitive like, no, we're fine. We're back. Yeah. Definitely. Uh everybody talking about uh now and stuff in here. I love to see it. Uh I have the I have a feeling Kraken will make it to the semifinals and it'll be my guess against the Dallas Stars. I would take a Western Conference finals against the Stars
1: oh for sure for sure i'd take that take that any day yep
0: Lindsay, even though
1: you know that the stars are gonna win because peter DeBoer is gonna go to the cup final and lose in his first year as a coach for the new team like he always does yeah
0: it's it's just like the laws of the matrix that we live in uh Lindsay, <laughs> important question for rj why are the kraken fans so good at singing along to friends in low places like damn that was so crisp on the broadcast
1: It really was. It was every bit as crisp in person. I wasn't fully expecting it. I knew they were they had the playing the song going, but when the song's going, you can't really hear the people over it, right? You have to wait till it stops to gauge, you know, how loud everyone's singing. And I actually happened to be taking a video of like some friends who were at the game and I was trying to like zoom in on them and everything. And then the fans started going, like, oh no, no, I need to zoom out and, and catch this on video. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, it was very loud and clear on the broadcast. It was, it was pretty cool um nathan root sports just showed a graphic with the canucks still in the
1: hunt (laughs) um they didn't say what the hunt is
0: for right yeah no they did not bedard maybe (laughs) is that what we're looking at no i mean it's just it's one of those um front also congrats to alex wenberg got a whole shot on goal wow
1: hooray (laughs) who did it
0: (laughs) um yeah i mean we're talking about it uh someone brought it up earlier i'm sorry i forgot who it was um i think it was light this is our third season sweep of the year so far
1: that's that's pretty good
0: yeah i'm trying to think last year i think we only had florida
1: (laughs) yeah florida i can't remember anyone else
0: so that's a that's a nice healthy increase year over year i would say um let's see uh sergio imagine kraken had 60 points last season what a change yeah i mean we're already blowing past that right by that total yeah 55 it's awesome 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 60 last year on pace for 100 this year wild wild so great from nathan definitely um uh, let's see. I was happy that Oliver Bjorkstrand got his goal from Robert. Yeah. I mean, it, I I'm happy. I talked about it earlier, RJ, but I'm happy every time he can score. Cause he's, he's been trying so hard all year long playing the game the right way, similar to Maddie breaking out of his kind of pointless and goal streak in this one. Um, uh, you just like when players who, who do all the, all the little things get rewarded and, and get back on the board.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a big night for guys kind of breaking out of slumps there. Um, you know, Mattia, of course, a huge one ending his 10-game point drought then ending his 10-game goal drought. Um, you know, that was big for him. Uh, Yanni Gord hadn't scored in a while, um, and he was asked about that, and he actually said, yeah, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> thanks for the reminder. Um, so that was pretty funny. But, yes. uh, yeah, no, just good games for all those. And, and of course, Bjorkstrand, the team's shots on goal leader, I believe. Just whenever he can get rewarded, he's putting in the shots.
0: Uh, yes. Yanni. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. For the season. I thought you meant for tonight. I was like, yeah, oh, for that the was season. Yanni Gord. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. For the season. He's been really been their only volume shooter. Like he's yep. just like light years <laughs> ahead of everyone else in that, in that sense. Uh, one thing I want to bring up just cause, um, I, I think it they, they deserve it after kind of the other stuff we've talked about them. Borgen Alexiak tonight. Looked pretty good. I Like, totally different guys.
1: <laughs> they did. It, it, the D-Pair did great. And you know what? Yanni Gord, um, I think the question was just, you know, what specifically did you like about this game or what, what the team did? And he immediately said... Will Borgen was our best player tonight. He singled out Will Borgen right away as the team's best player and talked about all the great things that he did. You know, his solid positional play, blocking shots, everything that Borgen did. Um, so we know that Yanni's a fan of uh, Borgatron, as I believe it is. Um, but uh, he definitely loved his game tonight.
0: Love it, love it, love it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, plus three for Borgan, plus two for Alexiak on this one. Uh, really, really solid night from the two of them. Got a super chat here from Duthin. Shout out for the special teams tonight. That was a back-breaking shorthander to open up with. I can't imagine a worse feeling for a team than to give up basically a two-on-one shorthanded and watch somebody just eat your goalie alive like that three minutes into a game.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just a killer. And, and you could see it in the Flyers' play. I mean, really, the rest of the game. I, I, you know, it's hard to do the counterfactual of okay, what happens if he doesn't score on that? But they had one shot on goal all period. Mm-hmm. None on that power. Or the rest of that power play, I, they just looked dead at that point.
0: Yeah, it's. I just. They they had a couple times where they got back into it and they looked a little dangerous. And I thought, like, certainly there was that stretch towards the end of the second period where I was like, oh, man, the shutout is really not going to last very long <laughs> if the cracker keep playing like this. Um, they were just kind of stumbling and fumbling all over themselves defensively, uh, but they were able to get it done you get some you know the flyers pick up that 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 first goal and then that second one is just kind of like a weird bounce off the end boards like stuff's happening you know it happens um but yeah it's just special teams were all over it tonight really really solid uh one of the other things i want to talk to you about that uh surprisingly we haven't talked about uh no comments or anything about it jamie alexiak getting into the fight with nick Delorier. um what do you think of that because i'm always it's one of those like when somebody's really like coming out to to start something, you can't really be the guy who's just going to skate away from it. But at the same time, this is somebody who's very clearly like, you know, coming after you cuz your team is playing well and his isn't. You don't want to do anything that's going to try to rile up the other team. It's a it's a weird situation, huh?
1: It is cuz you don't want to be the guy who just kind of doesn't respond to it you know you don't like how that's viewed in 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 hockey circles but right as soon as the the gloves dropped on that i was just thinking why your your team's dominating the game i mean this is clearly an attempt to to change the momentum somehow and i mean thankfully it didn't really work for the flyers but yeah and you know what i think you could kind of see that in the fight from Alexiak. watch the video back He looks like a reluctant participant, if if I'm being honest. A lot of kind of grabbing, a lot of keeping at a distance. And, you know, keep in mind, Alexiak, he's six inches taller than Deloria. Deloria is a really tough customer. Like, he fights a lot more than Jamie does. But it just felt like Alexiak's heart wasn't in that. And why should it be? Right. It, it did make a lot of sense to me. Like he, he did it so that he wasn't
0: going to get called out or anything for it. But it it's one of those where it's like at some point I got to think that those kinds of fights go away in the NHL right. just because – they only make sense for one side. If you're the other side, you you can only lose. there's nothing you could gain. There was nothing Alexia could gain for the Kraken in that scenario.
1: Other than Yeah, and with you- Delorier coming off, like it's not a good trade for you. You know, no. one for one. No.
0: Yeah, there's there's no there's literally no upside to it. The only thing that you're doing is you're keeping things from getting dirtier. Because, like, if you don't agree to that fight, then, then, who knows then the what they Flyers do, yeah. get frustrated and who knows what they do. We did have somebody asking the question earlier, RJ, about, you know, teams are taking runs at Matty Beneers. Are the Kraken doing enough uh, to to kind of keep him safe or to try to, you know, dissuade that from happening? I said I thought they were. Every time we've seen it, they respond. And it's one of those things that, like, it's just part of life for for young guys in the NHL, you know?
1: Yeah, I think there's a limit to how much you can really deter something like that. No matter who you have on the ice, even if you do respond every time, which I feel like the Kraken are largely doing. um, Yeah, guys are still going to try and take runs at your talented rookie player. Um, You just need to make sure that if anything really goes over the line, that the price is paid for it
0: yeah and i think the cracker are doing a good job with that gregory lemon lime gatorade time i know i had the i had the gatorade last win and and you weren't in in the post game and now you're in the post game and i don't have the gatorade oh, oh man we got i don't see the gatorade
1: happen. around me just some coors light cans and uh i guess some water
0: i even i mean i had an empty bottle of it because i was editing earlier and i was using it but Alfred stole that so <laughs> i got nothing <laughs> gregory i'm sorry <laughs> um let's see uh looks like Juan the Baker Torts refuses to answer the postgame question says he doesn't care about the fans right now he's just concerned about the team wow
1: wow all right maybe I should have gone to it. I was gonna
0: say if that's uh, I mean I'm assuming that's legitimate I there's no reason for it not to be but that is that's why I can't remember the last time I've I've heard a coach do that certainly just for like game 55 you know what I mean
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, although, again, watching this whole game, looking at this That's like bad game for that, I, I wouldn't blame any reaction after the, the team's effort tonight. Like they were just flat out bad. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay pointing out Buffalo.
0: We, we had a season sweep against them last season. Uh, thank yeah. you, Lindsay, for that. <laughs> Becca, imagine having your morale depend on what Torts says.
1: <laughs> oh no
0: you understand why why delorier is just going out there to get into a fight per game just so he doesn't have to hear it <laughs> that's, that's all that is is what that is <laughs> just takes himself out of the out of the lane um when was the last time the kraken scored with a goalie pulled for delayed penalty or even end of game striatic asking uh, it does feel like a while. You know, it's been a long time. You know, Kraken there for a while. I mean, they had the shorty, they had the power play goal, you had the delayed penalty goal. I mean, they were they were kind of racking up every way you could score a goal. I
1: anyway, know it felt almost like the subconscious response to like, oh yeah, we're only scoring at even strength, huh? All right, well, we're gonna score it every other way besides even strength.
0: Just like Jaden Schwartz with the whole, oh, you're gonna point out I only have one five on five goal. Here's two more. hey i will take it if 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 us all sitting around and talking about this stuff if us putting it in podcasts is what it takes to make all this stuff happen i am all for that it if that's what it takes i'm willing to make the sacrifice of talking about it with (laughs) y'all um let's see uh nathan i'm trying to wrap my mind around seattle having three playoff chases in the span of seven months (laughs) pretty pretty good time in the pacific northwest
1: right now (laughs) Oh yeah. Something that I, again, I think people here just aren't really used to, but they're certainly embracing it. Uh, it it's just a great time to be a sports fan in Seattle.
0: Yes. Uh, Daniel, we had one delayed penalty, I think in December that Schwartz scored on. So as, okay. as with a lot of the stuff we're finding, you got to go back a little ways for, for some of this stuff. Um, Becca with a question. This was such a great game. Does your viewership go up on nights like this? Uh, yes. So the, the two main keys for our postgame viewership to let everybody in on the big secret is West Coast games so that the postgame starts at a time when people on the West Coast, you know, Seattle fans can can realistically join us instead of trying to hop in at like seven as you're, you know, maybe having dinner or stuff like that. And then wins. Definitely. Uh, we see an uptick in viewership after wins versus losses.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, I've gotten to the point where I can almost kind of predict ballpark what it's going to be based on the yeah. game that I just watched. And so let me tell you, I was eager to get in here after this one.
0: Yeah, uh, we were we were up pretty high on this one. It's, it's nice uh, uh, after games like today. And it's just nice to talk with everybody and have fun. Like the, the energy of it all is just better, too. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Lindsay, remember before the season when people were saying we'd be lucky to squeak out a wild card spot and miss the playoffs by just a little, be a moral victory? Love how we flipped that narrative. I mean, I remember two months ago when people were still asking, Are they for real?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it took a lot of second guessing, but I think, you know, at a certain point, you're going to have to realize that, yeah, they, they are for real. They're in the thick of a playoff hunt. Uh, I think we got to get used to that.
0: Yep. Uh, Cameron with the super chat. How are we feeling about John Hayden? Think he stays in over Sprong for the time being.
1: I- I've liked his effort uh, you know in the last few games. Basically any time that I've seen him up with the Kraken this season, I- I've liked what he's brought. Again, plays limited minutes. He plays a very different role than what Daniel Sprong would. So, you know, there, there's kind of a matchup thing. What do you want in the lineup? But I have no problem with him, you know, as a fourth liner. And something that people have talked about as far as, like, the Kraken and potential trade acquisitions is, you know, someone who's a bit of an agitator, somebody who can get opponent, under opponent's skin and fight if necessary. And I just don't think that's necessary because you have John Hayden if you do need that. And he's good enough. He's not, all you need is for someone who's not going to be a liability for, you know, those six, seven minutes on the ice. And so far from what I've seen, he hasn't been.
0: Yeah, no. And I, I talked about it earlier. It's something I talk about in the Fantilli thing. It's, it's like this trickle-down effect of, like, effort and, and making you a better player at the NHL level, and, and Hayden is a really good example of that right now. Matty's a really good example of that. But I, I've loved the the effort that we're seeing from him, the work that he does on the forecheck. Uh, his ability to, you know, he just gets the puck in the offensive zone and he throws it on net. And you can tell, he catches the goalies by surprise a lot. Like, it's something that that they're just not used to seeing. But I just think, overall, the, the energy, the... It's just all of it. There's just something kind of special around him that it seems like the, the team is responding to, especially his line mates. And that line, I mean, they, they earned the ice time that they got tonight. They were getting a lot of shifts there late. And I know part of that's because of the score, but I really think a lot of it is just because the three of them together are working really, really well.
1: Yeah, they are. And if you saw at the end of the game, I don't know how much the broadcast showed, but there was kind of a scuffle right at the buzzer. And uh, John Hayden was majorly playing Sheriff there. He was making sure that everything was sorted out the way yeah. it needed to be. Uh, and then nobody's like any extra run at their guys.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Anytime we get him doing the uh, intermission interviews with Piper, the way he stares into the camera and responds to <laughs> us all. I love it. That's what we want. Hockey needs more of that. Talking yes. to the people. That's a guy who gets it. <laughs> and uh, I like having guys like that around. All right. I gonna kind of do rapid fire here at the end for this last five minutes or so. Circling Seattle sports. Do Alexiak and Delorier just like fighting each other. Fourth fight between each other in their careers. Either that or it's just like, oh, wow. Somebody who's sort of as big as me. We can do this.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, fourth fight over their career—that's a good stat. I'm—I'm I'm sure our buddy Charles pulled that up. That's—that's uh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, Deloria—I I saw he's only listed at six one. I mean, he's solidly built, but um, I think he's got you know six inches of height that he's given to Alexiak. I was gonna say he seems taller than that. Like he I does don't... seem taller than six one. I mean, he's yeah. just built so solid. Yeah, I
0: was gonna say I remember them fighting last year when Delorier was with the Ducks. Uh, he fought Alexiak at one of those, those games I was at in Anaheim and, um, that fight was the longest fight i had ever seen live. It lasted almost a minute and a half. It was like a, just a solid and they were just going at it like, like Rock'em Sock'em robots just flying at each oh, other. I, know,
1: I remember that one. Yeah. I remember that. That was, was a good awesome. fight.
0: It was awesome. So yeah, there's something there. Uh, I don't know that we'll ever know what it is but it was good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, we more talk about how entertaining the Tortorella Presser was. We're going to have to go watch that after this. Gregory, it's all good brother. Just finished working seven straight days that's why i've been mia well dude please get some sleep and rest up that sounds rough i don't care what kind of job you have seven straight days is a lot
1: <laughs> oh yeah
0: <laughs> um uh bak you guys are responsible for putting yanni on the power play i don't know about that but i mean we've talked about it for sure
1: yeah i mean we we, we have talked about it and certainly as soon as i saw it this morning i mean it it, it looked really good
0: yep Uh, Edward, everyone likes ECH postgame live after dark. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, Nathan, by the way, since I missed the postgame the other night, shout out to UW Men's Hockey Pack 8 champs. Hockey is alive and well in the Pacific Northwest. Definitely got to give some love to UW there.
1: Yeah, big congrats to them. I mean, they, they've they had a great season. I mean, we just had uh, Charles from Circling Seattle Sports in the comment section. He's done a really good job uh, with coverage of that team. And yeah, Pac-8 champs. You know, it's not not my USC Trojans, but that's okay. Right, it's better. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Nathan it seems like Hayden is one of those smart guys who's been around and knows what it takes to be an NHLer. I agree. Uh, I I want to get back out to Coachella Valley and talk uh, with uh, Dan Bilesma just kind of about like what the team's doing down there. Cause they're obviously super successful, like 31, seven and something like crazy successful, but just about the idea of like being in a position where you want that team to be as successful as possible while also preparing guys to maybe have different roles at the NHL, but that's ultimately where they want to be. Like I got to think that that's a really interesting place to be in as a coach. And I would love to be able to ask him that. I, I wish I had thought of it, you know, last time I was there. Uh, so I'm going to have to try to get back out there and, and, have a chat with him about that because I I would be really curious to hear that answer but we've seen it from all the guys who have the, the Kraken when they've needed somebody to come up from the Firebirds we've seen that these guys are ready to go in whatever like situation they need
1: to play in and that's so important just in a system to have that where they're prepared you know whatever level they may be at I know you talked about how effective the Penguins were at that for so long knowing where guys could come up and slot into the roster you're seeing that here
0: Yep. Definitely. Gary shout out to RJ's armchair GM chat yesterday for the Patreon. Uh, it was amazing. Looking forward to the prospect chat. Let's go. Yes. RJ had a fantastic armchair GM chat yesterday. Speaking of like rosters and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, uh, prospect chats going to be on the 21st. So, uh, definitely check out that Patreon if, if you're interested, link is in the description below. Um, let's see uh chris oh i'm late thanks philly for four points good to see yanni get a couple thanks guys <laughs> made it just just squeaked it under the wire chris good, good job <laughs> um uh, becca alexiak doesn't start fight that's all on delorier for sure uh and then well i gotta finish on this one rj devin okay. I, I like brian burke conference c- press conferences uh, alongside Torts. brian burke some really solid press conferences too
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah, for sure. You know you're going to get good stuff from him.
0: Yeah, those are those are always a lot of fun. All right. Um uh, well, you're welcome, everybody, because I see a bunch of thanks things popped in. Uh, Stratic, I'm also curious about Jess Campbell's role on the Firebirds. Every indication is that she's killing it, and I wonder if this creates bigger opportunities for her in the future. It will definitely create bigger opportunities for her in the future. That I, I really believe. Um, and yeah, he spoke about uh, not just her, but their other assistant coach names. Is-, is
1: it Stu? is
0: it something uh, something like that i'll give him a shout out on the deep dive or next post game but uh, he talked about how both both of them and the different works that they're doing and and how important that's been for the team he was he he spoke more about them than anything else last time i was at a firebirds game and that was their home opener and he was just wanted to talk about what the amazing job the two of them have been doing so uh really really cool stuff there awesome night for the kraken good to have you back at cpa joining us from there good to have the kraken back Great to see the power play goals. Maddie back on the board. Yanni back on the board. Everybody, it's been awesome. But uh, I think that's going to do it for this uh, episode, rendition of ECH Post Game (laughs) Live. See you all after that Detroit game on Saturday. Should be good.